I'm Joe Reed, and this is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Emily Connolly, editor at Audiophile, is with me this week, and we're discussing Audiophile's Golden Voices. And first, welcome back, Emily. Oh, thank you, Joe. And I know who we're talking about today, but you can you you tell us. Oh, sure. Um, today we're talking about Dion Graham, and at Audiophile we definitely don't make our love for Dion Graham's narrations any kind of a secret. No, we're all in love with him. Let's just stick that card on the table. He, his narrations are just so impressive. And I know you and I have been on here many times talking about favorite audiobooks that he's brought to life. He's won so many earphone awards from audiophile reviewers and has won and been nominated for many audio awards and all well-deserved. He really narrates with so much dexterity and emotion and can just shift so quickly between all these different rich character voices that he creates. But the thing I like so much about his his character voices is they're absolutely distinct, yet at the same time quite subtle. Right. There's an intonation. He drops his voice maybe a little bit. He's just so... Dexterous is a great word for him. Yes. We talk about all the time his narration of children's audiobooks, including Trombone Shorty, which is just so full of joy and excitement. It's such a fun listen if you have any little kids. Or big kids. It's a wonderful book. And it's just full of music and his fun with it. And he won an audio award for his work on that title. As well he should have. And here on Audiophile on the podcast, um, you had had a great conversation with Nick Stone, the author, and Dion about his narrations of her audiobooks. Yeah. Which I just loved getting to hear both of their insights into these audiobooks they worked on together, including Dear Martin and the emotional power behind those stories and how Dion narrates them. So jump back in our archives just a month or two back. You can hear um, our coverage of that title or of that interview. Yeah, and it was wonderful. And he became friends with Nick because he really reaches out to authors and really wants to talk to them, which is is wonderful. Yes. And we discussed Marlon James's fantasy, Black Leopard, Red Wolf. Which was so intense and got him a nomination for an audio award this year, earned him a spot on our best audiobooks list last year. So, you know, truly, as with so many of the Golden Voices we've talked about this month, his he's just shines as a narrator in so many different genres um and if you see that he's narrated an audiobook you know you're you're most likely going to love it so um it's really just fabulous so what do you have for us today that he's done recently that you'd like to recommend so today i have a children's audiobook which is more of a middle grade audiobook it's leaving lyman by lisa klein ransom narrated of course by dion graham and it's an earphones award winning sequel to finding langston Mm. which you and i talked about yes we did last year um and it's an historical fiction audiobook for kids set in the early 1940s looking at the lives of these um, black children who are moving to chicago during the great migration and so in that story Lyman was a bully to the main character Langston and here in this story Lisa Klein Ransom is exploring who is this boy Lyman and how did he become who he is and where does he go after this point where we meet him in the first title. Oh I like that concept of taking a secondary character who 
is is very problematic and then sort of unraveling his story in another book. Exactly. And it gives another perspective to life during this time period. So Lyman was raised by his grandmother and grandfather in Mississippi. Um, his father's at Parchman Farm, the Mississippi State Penitentiary, and Lyman's mother's moved on from their family to start another so I have a clip from a time early in the audiobook when Lyman, as a little boy, is visiting his father at this prison. Okay. This is Leaving Lyman by Lisa Klein Ransom, read by Dan Graham. In the back of the bus, someone started singing a song I sometimes heard in church. A few others joined in. Out the window, I saw rows and rows and rows of cotton as we drove up a long road and under a gate. As soon as we stepped off the bus, I heard someone shout, Pops! And there was my daddy. His face was so fuzzy in my head, I almost forgot what he looked like. He was smiling big and walking fast toward us. His black and white striped pajamas looked too big for him, and I heard Ma breathe in fast. Ma, he said, kissing her on the cheek. Grady, is all she said. But Grandpops pulled him in close and hard. How are you making it, son? I'm making it, Pops. I'm making it. And who is this young man growing tall as a weed? Daddy asked, looking down at me. I'm Lyman, I told him. I know who you are, boy. He laughed and swung me up high. Yeah, you can hear what he does. You know, he doesn't quite try to sound young like a, like a kid, but he's a, he, he inflects it. You see it. You feel it. Right. It's not a caricature. It's just such an emotional narration. So when Lyman's grandfather dies, um, it sets off this chain of events leading him first to Milwaukee, to its aunt's home, and then off to Chicago to his mother's new family. And it's such a beautiful and heartbreaking and hopeful audiobook. Um, you can hear all these different characters, major and minor, come to life. And you can really hear Lyman's vulnerability, where he keeps wondering who's going to stay and who's going to take care of him, because pe- all these important people in his life keep leaving. And that sort of takes him to this point where we see him in the first book, um, acting out in school, It's just such a sweet story and such an intense story for kids, but I think an important one. And one thing that really shines in the audiobook is a passion for music that grows throughout the story, where Lyman, that's where Lyman really is happiest, when he's getting to listen to and make music. And I liked that this audiobook has an author's note where she talks about being inspired to explore the life of the bully in Finding Langston. examining the idea of whether bullies are born or created um, by society and by their family situations. And she was partially inspired by reading Sing and Buried Sing, Jasmine Ward's powerful book. and National Book Award winner. Right, exactly. And given so much context for young listeners into what Black people faced in the past and how it still impacts Black Lives Today. Yes, and I think it's especially relevant today, for, especially for young readers. Right. And so I think it's one to 
listen to with your kids and you can pair it with Finding Langston. It's just so good having so many different windows into history for further learning. I agree. That is Leaving Lyman by Lisa Klein Ransom, read by the one, the only, Dion Graham. Emily, I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Today's episode of Behind the Mic is brought to you by the all-new Edgar Rice Burroughs Universe from Oasis Audio. And subscribe to Behind the Mic wherever you get your podcasts, and then leave us a rating on Apple. I know you've heard it before, but it does help people to find us. I'm Joe Reed. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.